Kraken Fancast, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'll be joined momentarily by my colleague, Jim Carkwell, for some Seattle Kraken hockey talk. We'll be going over and analyzing some recent game results and also check on some team news and happenings. For those of you new to our program, Kraken Fancast focuses on all subject matter about the National Hockey League's Seattle Kraken. We share news about the team, analyze their play, and go over various team-related news each episode. Uh, We'll also at times uh, present some interviews with people directly involved with the team, as well as those in the fan community. Plus, uh, we sometimes aim to go into some different subject matter you might not hear on some other Kraken-related podcasts. First up, uh, for our sponsors, big thanks to our main sponsor, the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar, located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch it at the Angry Beaver. All right. So uh, Nathan's going to be uh, missing. It's funny, Jim, Jim, this is like a little full circle here. You missed the last one, so but now Nathan had to miss this one. So it's Chris and Jim's show tonight. Um, uh, Nathan, hopefully, will be back with us in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, Jim, we've got a few games to go over or go over parts. Um, the team's uh, currently on a long break as the NHL gets ready for the All-Star Games. Uh, six games happened since our last episode. There were three wins and three losses, including a, a shootout loss. Uh, let's just get into that briefly. Uh, starting in Edmonton, uh, the Kraken uh, traveled in Edmonton and lost a game uh, five to two. It's interesting how they kind of go back and forth. You know, the Edmonton handily wins a game. Seattle kind of handily wins them the next time. And they came kind of going back and forth. It's interesting. Uh, Zach Hyman really uh, did a job uh, on the crack and Zach, the Oilers, Zach Hyman, that is. Uh, he got a goal and two assists in that game. Plus uh, their goalie, Jack Campbell, had a very solid game with 29 saves. Uh, Daniel Sprong and Vince Dunn with the goals in that one. Uh, fortunately, the uh, Kraken could come home to a long homestand right after that. Uh, and in my mind, only played really one bad game in that bunch. And we can talk a little more about that in a bit. But uh, the whole homestand first started against the New Jersey Devils and when what was a really competitive game. Uh, I thought it was a great game to watch, whether you're a fan of, of either team. Went into overtime with uh, Seattle, fortunately, coming up on top four to three. Ryan Donato was on fire that night. Absolutely on fire. Two goals and an assist. Uh, Andre Burakovsky uh, got the winning game-winning overtime goal, and Martin Jones looked good uh, with 27 saves that night. Great win against a very good Eastern Conference team. Uh, that game perhaps took some steam out of the team, though offensively speaking, that is, uh, as they played what was in maybe one of the best defensive struggles that I've seen them play. Uh, it was against the Colorado Avalanche, uh, which turned out to be another overtime game, so two OTs in a row. Unfortunately, this time the Kraken losing two to one, but that was on a shootout goal. So they went through overtime period, still no winner on that, and uh, they lost it on a shootout. Uh, it was really close throughout. Ryan Donato again uh, with a goal that night, and Philip Grubauer had a very good game. We definitely saw good Grubauer that night. He had 26 saves in that one. Uh, the offensive Jets, though, fortunately really took off the next game, though, uh, against a division rival that previously the Kraken had never beaten. Seattle destroyed. Oh, it was beautiful. Destroyed the Vancouver Canucks 6-1 to one in Seattle. They finally beat the Canucks. 
beat them at home, which was even more thrilling. It was a beautiful game for the Kraken uh, and for, for Kraken fans uh, to watch as the team just totally dominated in every aspect of the game. Al- Oliver Bjorkstrand, he had two goals. Uh, Alex Winberg, a goal. Jared McCann, a goal. Uh, Ily Tolvanen, who we're going to talk a little bit about in a while, uh, he got a goal. And once again, Ryan Donato with a goal. Ryan continues to be on fire. Uh, Martin Jones had 19 saves in that one, so not a ton of saves. He didn't have to because... Kraken were just really in control for most of that game. Um, just a really great game, except for one thing, I guess uh, I could say, though I'd underline it, Jim and I will talk about. Uh, nasty hit by Vancouver's Tyler Meyer on our team's all-star, Maddie Beneers. Maddie went out of the game a little over five minutes into the second period, not to return, and then subsequently he went on the disabled list. So disabled that he's sadly going to miss the all-star games, which... Uh, Sticking off a lot of Kraken fans, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe this uh, incident will sort of uh, kickstart the, the heated rivalry with the Canucks that many are hoping for. All right, but meanwhile, the team has to move on, and they took a bump in the road against the Calgary Flames at home a couple of days later. First of two back-to-back weekend games for the team. John Hayden, who was uh, recently brought up from Coachella, he scored his first NHL game of that season. It was early in the game, but it was almost all Calgary for the rest of that game. Uh, Elias Lindholm and Blake Coleman played particularly well for Calgary, along with their goalie, Daniel Bladar, who had 28 saves in that one. So Calgary just handily won that one, uh, uh, five to two. Uh, then, uh, fortunately the weekend fun was saved though. The next night as Kraken played much better against the former flames stars, new team, Johnny Goudreau, Goudreau now with the Columbus blue jackets and the Kraken won that one three to one Morgan geeky, uh, the fastest shot in, in Seattle. And we'll get to why we're saying that in a little bit. He shows a lot on the, uh, in the team's uh, uh, kind of skills uh, competition exhibition they do each year. But uh, he hadn't had a goal in a long time. I forget how many games, but it was a long goal drought that he broke. You know, he had the first goal in that game. Eli Tolvanen, again, continued to show why he was such a steal of a pickup for the team. He got a goal that night. Alex Winberg also grabbed a goal. Philip Grubauer played a solid game in that that night as well. So... A mixed bag in recent days, but one good enough for this team to be in first place in the Pacific Division uh, at the All-Star break. They have 63 points. The LA Kings also have 63 points. They're in second place, though, over a tiebreaker. And the Vegas Golden Knights in third with 62 points. So the standings are very, very tight in the Pacific. Uh, Also, i got to mention Edmonton and Calgary are not very far behind. But in Seattle's favor is the fact that they have more games to play in their upcoming schedule than any of the teams I just mentioned. So they have some games in hand. They're in a good spot. Uh, They've had a really great first half of the season. May that continue over the coming weeks so this team could ultimately see itself in the playoffs in only their second season of existence. After All-Star break, they've got a five-game road trip coming up. That's starting in New York against the Islanders on February 7th, who I understand just acquired Bo Bo Horvat from Vancouver. So we'll see Bo again. Uh, Then the team goes on to New Jersey. Uh, Then they play the New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, and Winnipeg Jets back home on February 16th against the Philadelphia Flyers. So, Jim Cockrell, what are your thoughts on some of those recent games? Any details you want to underline? And and overall, how do you feel the team's positioned at this point? Hey, good to be back. Um, 
so that was a nice wrap up. Uh, I was prepared to talk on these last three games since I was at each one of them uh, right before the right after the skills competition. Um, and I did it. I did a triple, three games and four nights traveling from Tacoma, which you know isn't that far, but that's an effort for sure. I had some days off though, so I was able to do it and recover. Um, that it was really nice getting that win over Vancouver. I remember showing up to the to the venue and sitting down next to our seat partner Don and saying, "We got to win this stuff. We are zero six against these guys, and this is not a rivalry." And uh, sure enough, you know, we came out of the. I think we had two goals in the first period. It felt good, um, and then the second period ensued. Uh, I think we still were putting the pressure on, and we we just were coming at them hard. And then the uh, the Maddie. Myers hit that we can get into in a bit in detail whenever you want. Um, it was just a good game, man. It was solid. You know, there's a power play, two power plays. You know, during that stretch of three games, Wenny Wenberg really had a nice run. Even in that stinker against Calgary, he was the best player on the ice. And you know, you know what I have to say about Wenny. Um, he was, I'm not a huge fan because he's kind of streaky and I think he's good good trade material uh, down the road. I think you get a lot for him before. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But he just played really well during those runs, but um, Dunn yeah, and Larson, he's, making, he's just, making me like not bring up trade. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. It always happens with us, Chris, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah anyway, we're like, Oh, this you know, is going to happen. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so the face off was hot that game. It was 56%. As you know, it's been down all year. PP was up two for three. There was a lot of shot. The one thing I noticed too in this this last run of games is the the coverage in front is much better than it was in the first quarter or you know almost half actually. Uh, you know we were leaving a lot of unprotected players, a lot of guys behind defensemen on top of the paint. There's a lot more crowding. There's a lot more sticks in lanes, and the D are playing well. They're communicating well. Dunn and Larson have been hot. Um, you know, McCann was hot. Everybody was. And then that stinker against Calgary, though, um, I was at that game, and there was no flow. All three zones looked bad. Sutter was just – he read the film. The crew read the film and just outcoached Hacks bad. It wasn't a good one to witness. But Tolby got a goal again, and like you said, Hayden had that that first goal tip, which was kind of nice. Um, and then fast forward to the uh, Columbus game, which, you know – Columbus was number 32 in the standings right out of the box. And I thought, oh boy, this is, I didn't want that game to begin with, <laughs> but I, I really went because it was bobblehead night and I got talked into it. Allison wanted to go. So we went. Yeah, and I got to tell bobblehead, you, right? yeah, which is, you know, kind of ironic with what was going on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I tell you, we left early. I thought there's going to be a crowd and uh, we left early. And sure enough, I mean, we got there at 515, which is early for us. Doors are at 530. And that place was packed all around and the energy level was high. And I thought, well, I guess this could turn out to be an okay game against the worst team in the league. Um, but we went down and I watched warmups. I wanted to see Johnny Gaudreau. I'm a fan of the guy. I too bet he's stuck with that shit show in, in Columbus right now, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, there you go. Talking about geeky and, and, you know, we've, we've gone over this going back to last year and then he started out good this year. And I kind of, uh, revamped and, and let him know that I'm okay with his, uh, I took back everything I ever said from the previous year, but check it out. He had not scored since November 3rd 
he was on a 30 game streak dry streak crazy and that's crazy man that's crazy um and then when he got hot again and Tolvi got hot and grew stood in on that game you know and he was a 960 and he's looking good again too he's looking he's looking better lately yeah even he is. I mean, more of the Martin Jones show, understandably. Uh, Groob, uh, last couple of games I've seen him, you know, in person, I'm like, oh, good Groob show. Well, you know, even that Colorado game, he was solid in that. I mean, since January 10, he's 2 1 and 1 with a 934. Those are Groob numbers for sure. Those are really good Groob numbers. Um, but yeah, that was just a really fun, exciting night. Uh, the inside energy was off the charts everybody was digging it uh, and i had friends saying well, why isn't it every night like this and i said i don't know man it's pretty good though um although so, i think yeah, I, was, though I would say and we could talk you know i i'm seeing it more often though i mean well of course i mean really you remember me it, it helps they're doing well yeah i mean last year i would always say it's so much nicer walking out of that building on a win well we're walking out of that building even though we're a road winning team more so than home just walking out feels good and you know they got the the red alert band uh, that plays every, every win or lose. They're playing out back when you leave, and that's always a cool little feature. It's a nice touch, yeah. I, it I mean, is, man. Nice touch. But I'll also say that you know, yeah, it has that feeling too. If like, oh, they're down a goal or two, you know, you and I would be looking at each other. Okay, what's the over or under? How long? How much are they going to lose this game by? You know, last year and this year, right. like, well, they could come back. You know, unless it's like yeah. okay, you know, it's a the Calgary game four to two. I didn't have I have much whole hope there, but you know, a lot of these games like they could come back because some they have. Yeah, I mean, even though that Calgary game had no flow and just felt like they were never in it, there they were within a goal at one point, and then Calgary yeah. answered back real quick with that. I think they got one in the last four seconds, and that was the killer. So, um, happy with that homestand. Uh, happy with what's going on, considering just leading up to it, we had a little bit of a struggle. And uh, we kind of pulled through, and here we are on top of the Pacific again, right? Yeah. So sixty-three point exactly. So I mean, a lot of hockey left and all, and uh, but they are in some solid shape uh, league-wide. They're eighth ranked right now, and interestingly, you know, they had they had uh, forty-five, 40, excuse me, forty-nine games played. A lot of the other teams are fifty-something. Right. They've so, been running with two to three games in hand the entire stretch. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. uh, it all kind of gets down to health, doesn't it? So, I mean, we talked, we touched on the Matty Beneers hit. We're concerned how long he's going to be out. Uh, Schwartz has been out. Yeah. Let's, let's talk injuries here. That that's okay. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's not like we've got a ton. We've got three, but they're all key. You know, Schwartz has been out since January 12 and he's a top sixer, as you know, and he's missed on the power play. So, you know, it's I, they're not releasing any info on that, of course. But he's, you know, he's a big part of everything. And then, of course, when Maddie goes down, um, I mean, let's talk about it right now. It, you want to bring – what do you got yeah. on that? Oh, I mean, I, I, let's I, talk about well, the, the, the Myers hit. I was like, what the hell is he doing? And it was, well, uh, I, and then Maddie seemed to fall kind of awkwardly there. Hit his head. I mean, I'm thinking it was concussion, maybe. Oh, okay. So here we go. It, a lot of people are freaking on it, obviously, right? I mean, the man's hurt. So, of course, you're going to. Let's just back, back it up. It was a vicious hit, but you know what? It was a penalty. It was a two minute minor. Pick, you could pick three calls. 
cross-checking, interference, charging. Pick one. They did. Two minutes. Uh, it's not reviewable for, you know, it's not like he did a headshot or anything. Uh, it was, you know, it was nasty. Yeah, it was an open ice hit. It was blind. Um, but it was just bad. And the way his head hit, I've hit my head on the ice the exact same way, and it's not good. As soon as it happened, I thought to myself, oh, he's concussed for sure. You know, and they haven't released any information, and they won't. How bad is it? I don't know, man. It's It looked solid. So, you know, that threw a wrench. I don't know if you paid attention to the line combos from that point on, from the rest of that game to the next game against uh, Calgary and then um, Columbus. So those were the oddest lines I've seen to date as far as combos. It was like really, I mean, to me, it almost looked like four third lines with one or two, you know, first or second liners intermixed between you. He was really trying to balance out the line combos. That just tells you with when you got Schwartz down, top six, Matty, number one center, you know, what you got to do to these lines to make it happen. They called up McCormick. They called up Hayden. Hayden got his two games in. McCormick was a healthy scratch. He was there as a buffer. Um, but even my wife said, geez, these lines are jacked. And they were. Uh, but they got through. And another key injury that's week by week it looks like is Schultz you know and that's a PP situation on top of 5-5 play that's a big name I mean that's a top four guy yeah, he's been solid moving. this year we're missing him for sure totally totally so the Matty thing you know it's very unfortunate I remember somebody on Twitter a guy I follow named Chad Zilla he posted like the next day he said something like unpopular opinion but it was a penalty and that's what it was and I agreed with him. I mean, I know it was nasty and people want to yell suspension and everything, but you can't because it's not suspended. Oh, yeah. I'm not even hearing that. Well, a lot of people don't know. I am. Shit. I'm it just, constantly. It was kind of a, it was a nasty it was. hit unless they were jawing each other. Who knows what, what led up to that or whatever, but it just was like, what the hell are you doing? And, well, and, uh, and you know, and granted Maddie's new in the league and you got to watch your back and cause that's not going to be the only time that's going to happen in your okay. career. You know, I that brings up a good point. So last year he came in and played his nine games. He did as he wanted. He got nine points, uh, or was it nine? And I can't remember. It was almost. It was a point. Almost, a game, almost a point in almost every game. I think it was one or two he missed, but he got yeah. Okay. So we all know he's we all know he's a damn good player. You know, he's an he's an all arounder, um, good skater, heads up, you know, high IQ, all that stuff, two way. And he's, you know, leading for rookie of the year and all this. The whole league knows. Anyway, they, this, from the get-go this year, they've been go, getting on him pretty hard. And one thing I noticed, you know, right away, the guy's you know, 6'2". He's only 175 pounds. He is, I watch him in warm-ups. He's a slender dude. Uh, and I know they put him in, you know, they got the, the muscle camp and all that stuff and the, the trainers that specialize and all that stuff. But it's going to take a little while to get some beef on that boy. Um. But, you know, he got manhandled by a six, seven dude, just, just railed. And uh, you saw him fly and hit the ice. The one thing I did not like was the response by whoever, first of all, Alexiak. That's fine. But you went after Shin, the wrong freaking dude. Yeah. I was wondering okay? about that too. Yeah. Bullshit. Like 32 seconds later, people are standing up going, oh yeah, fight, fight, neat. And I'm like, it's the wrong guy. Let's just stop that shit. He yeah. should have turned that down. And then you got Borgen, who else? Somebody should have. We had a whole period and a half to get busy with that. Nothing happened. You want a response? 
should have happened then. It's going to happen next game, but whatever. Wrong dude. Shen was smart by by pulling his trigger and getting him going. He should have just refused that shit and waited for the other. Um, we'll see, but he's a marked man, you know. Um, so it, it, we really need Schultz back. Uh, regardless of what our record is since he went out, it, it's uh, integral to our top six and our PP and getting our lines back in a, the proper order rather than when you, I, you know, just look at the last two games and, and the lines is like, whoa, that's just like the most strangest combos ever. Although it, was it wasn't working, working with Calgary. It just seemed like the, the, that kind of, no. maybe why they were so awkward maybe, but uh, at least Columbus, although you were playing a very poor team granted, but uh, yeah, it's ca cause for concern. Three, three, in, you know, important guys in the, in the roster. I mean, you got other guys that can step up, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's and you know nowadays you know the league is so uh, mysterious about injuries and what they are and how long and all of that. So right, have to yeah. ride it out and hope uh, one or all three of these guys comes back real soon. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you know there are some guys who are you know real surprises though. Try let's talk a little stats and uh, I want to talk a little bit about Tolvi. You know, I mean, I, I said, gee, what a what a steal he was on the waiver wire. I didn't see this coming. And I'm sure naturally, yeah. I mean, granted, it depends on, you know, chemistry is so, you know, important in this game to say the least. And maybe he just didn't have chemistry with the other players in Nashville. But boy, he's fit in great here. In yeah, you know, it's it's funny because remember, he got here. We picked him up on that waiver. And we were also kind of slumping right around that time. And, and I think it was two three or four games we had him and he was he was a healthy scratch and i even remember tweeting like he played tolvi what do you got to lose check him out right i remember you said so, that yeah yeah he so a, he got he get a goal or an assist his first game hell yes he scored in his first freaking first or second shift i can't remember i mean he he had three one-time goals in his first four games or something like that they I mean they were almost from the same spot uh, he had two just off the top of the the circle, a uh, little wide. They were high one-timers. I was kind of surprised. I mean, like, wow, he got some heat on that. And there was a couple right down the slot, or as John Forslund says, right down Lenny Wilkins' way, which I love, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I love that. God, yeah. that's good. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, he's been a great pickup. You know, the, let's look at some numbers on him. First of all, he's 23 years old. That's a perfect age to get hot, right? Um, he said 1.45 mil, uh, his, his contract expires next year, 23, 24. Um, you know, Finnish guy drafted first round 30th overall uh, from, uh, to Nashville. Uh, yeah, it's nice to finally get excited about a Finnish player on our team, eh? <laughs> Stop it, man. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Jonas. We, but oh, we by were the way, we got you, but we got Tolvin in instead. It's all good. And we got to talk about we got to talk about that right after this too, okay. a little bit. Um, so you know, he's been in the league five years. His numbers were never really anything to write home about. Although in 20, his two best years were 20, 21, and 21, 22 bubble years. Uh, he played 40 games, 22 points, and six power play goals. In 21, 22, 75 games. 11, 12, so 23 points. So it was almost mirrored seasons, but much more games in 22. So those numbers are nothing, you know, crazy, even at his best. Uh, his overall numbers in Nashville were 135 games and 51 points, 25 dingers, 26 apples, 
and he had a point thirty seven points per game. Like I said, no big deal, right? Um, change the pace, change the scenery, different system. You know your time on ice is going up, and it looks like it's averaging about two and a half right now, which is it doesn't sound like much, but it really is. It, it's a bona fide third third line to second line minutes, and he's on the PP more. So here you go. Seattle, 15 games, eight, eight goals, two assists, 10 points, plus six, two power play goals. Uh, he's throwing the puck at the net often, 35. He's got a 22.9 shoot, shoot percentage shot percentage, which is second on the team only to McCann right now. So the guy, you know, chemistry, new start, time on ice, all that stuff, uh, system, it's working. Now, David Poyle, the GM from Nashville, was somebody, you know, quoted, I think it's loosely, uh, you know, it was probably three or four games after he was here seeing some numbers, said something like, yeah, boy, I I'm, may look like I have made a mistake here. And I wish him the best of luck and everything. Well, you know what? That that has happened with every team on record where a player goes away and just rips it up. It starts to look good, right? Correct. We've all oh, seen every it. team is. I often say, I'm yeah. just, I think of a Bruins example, Blake, Blake Wheeler, maybe. I mean, this has been oh, yeah. that we really, yeah, that's going to happen sometimes, but yeah. you know, not, not necessarily a guy you put on waivers. Usually it's a trade. Right. But he's he's fitting in right now. He's on the second power play, and he's in the top six. In fact, he, the line he was on, which was Tolvi, you know, Gord was centering Tolvi and Bjorkstrand, and it's looking really good right now. Don't mess with that line. Yeah, and Bjorkstrand's been a little. Yes, I mean, he had such a. I mean, he was Mister Assists, but no goals. He's got nine goals now. Maybe it's a little lower than you'd thought at this time of the year, but he's kind of gotten back on track. It feels totally, like. totally. And he had a double game the other night too. Uh, right. What was that? Yeah. So don't mess with that line right now. Um, you know, it's just, it's looking good. So I'm really happy and pleased with what's going on with him. We all are. And I got to give it, I think I'm going to give Mike Sasquatch NHL, my buddy, a little credit here. Cause I think he gave him the nickname and I like this Golvenin. 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 <laughs> so like I'll tell you what, if that guy, if, if Tolvi, Gets an extension next year or whatever, oh, and it's Golden reasonable. For T-shirts. Oh God, give me the Golden in jersey right now, yeah. <laughs> number twenty. <laughs> Cut into solid or what? Anyway, I love it. I'm happy. Kraken Nation's happy. Um, you know, there's certain players on this club. They're kind of bottom six guys that that make you happy like that. It's you know, it's the it's the uh, Sprongs and the Donatos when they get hot type of thing. Right. Or, or so, also we've got a, we've got a defenseman. We touched on him uh, oh. an episode or two ago, but this done. I mean, first oh, yeah. thing, you got, what is it? The fit he's number five on points total. Granted that's uh, I'm sorry. Number four points total. Granted. That's a lot. I said 27, but he's got nine goals. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, been, he's definitely gone another step ahead of where he was last year. He he has, and here's the thing: everybody's talking about it, not just us locally. The league's talking about it. He was a third star this week in the NHL. They just released that yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah, I have I have him here on notes. I mean, he had the nine game point streak from January five to January twenty five. Started in Toronto, ended in Van. Um, you saw the numbers right there: thirty six points, and his time on ice is averaging twenty four minutes, and. He has stepped up big time, you know. You can't go wrong. He keeps doing it. And my daughter's a huge fan of him. I took her to the game against Calgary of all games. And uh, even though, well, you saw us, Chris. Oh, yeah, she's got a Dunn shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a big Dunner uh, fan. 
So, but you, Dunn and Larson, I don't know why I stalled on that. They've just been solid, those two guys. They're, I don't know what their rank is in the league, but I know it's up there as a as a pairing. Um, and I just love their minister pulling. Yeah, so we've been happy with that. Defensemen, and, absolutely. That you feel you feel good when they're in there. And uh yep. and there were so many times where you're like these guys are skilled. What's going on last year? And I think a lot of it's you know, learning from each other and playing and chemistry that you develop over time. Uh, I think the coaching plans must have gotten a better to some degree too. And, you know, we, yeah, I just feel better about those guys back there, you know? So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's great. Just, you know, need Schultz back there now, you know? Yeah, no kidding. And the thing is, is we're just talking about coaching system and everything, getting used to it and dial in. I got to give it to Lowry too. I know that has helped on the bench, that assistant. I know he was brought in. Last year was kind of miserable there for a while. And I think some things were changed or tweaked to lighten up a little bit, you know, from your typical system, uh, your puck pressure, uh, modify it a little bit. I think it's really helped out. Um, yeah, things are cool right now. We'll see how, what happens after this break. Um, and we've got the all-star break coming right up here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and so, and uh, well, when this comes out, this will be coming out around All Star break. So maybe it'll move. But so Maddie's not going to play, and I guess the crack players were offered a spot, but the guys aren't opted not to because I there's no cracking player in the All Star now that Maddie. No, right. So people were blowing up on this too. Uh, you know, he was an All Star selection. And then the injury, and right away the rumor was, you know, he's not going to, well, they announced that he's not going to play. And then, so, you know, automatically people around here were assuming, oh, they got to replace with a Kraken player, right? Well, then when they announced Chandler Stevenson is going to replace him from the Las Vegas, or from Vegas Golden Knights, um, people just blew a gasket, like, well, wait a minute, man, you got to replace him with a Kraken. And I started thinking, who would the Kraken be? And I it was falling. I was thinking, I was kind of hoping McCann would get in. Well, me too. I was too. Well, apparently, uh, they got asked, and uh, a few, uh, one or two, I don't know, and they refused. I don't know why. You know, previous plans already booked trips. I don't know vacations, and there might have been some incentive in contract, uh, non-incentive in the contracts that didn't allow them to do something. I don't know. So, I mean, they legit are not going for the reason they asked. So we can't freak out about this, uh, you know, and it would have been, I, you know, I'm not a big all-star guy. I don't think I've seen an all-star game since 1991. Um, but like uh, Mike was saying from Sasquatch NHL, it's, uh, you know, it's good for the fans, the young base locally. Like they want to see that stuff no matter what. And I got to admit when I was at the um, Columbus game, I saw at least three Baneers all-star jerseys. I was kind of surprised to see them that quick. Yeah, and it was just nice to see Maddie. I mean, your first full season, your your real rookie season, to make it right off the bat, it was quite an achievement. I mean, I guess on paper, he'll always be there as an all-star, but uh, it would have yeah. been nice to see him in that game. It would have given me more incentive to watch. I, I usually watch it, but just parts of it, you know, because obviously they have the multi-game thing going on, and it's, it's a little much. Right. I, I mean, I used to... I used to watch the skills on the Friday night or whenever that was, but I even lost interest in that when they started doing all that goofy shit. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> well, speaking of skills thing, what would you, what'd you think? That was a, that was a nice skills uh, event. They had the Kraken that is had on that Sunday. Uh, you, me, Nathan, a bunch of us all went. I think a lot of people probably were there too, that probably 
don't get to go to a game because the tickets were pretty cheap and all. So that was that was nice. And you know, a lot of yeah. interactive stuff and everything for, for people. And it was it was nice to see. And Morgan, Mr. Rapid Fire, hard shot geeky, you know, winning the the fast shot. I just wish we would see that in a game, you know. Well, maybe someday. So I you know, it's a great event. We went last year and I was quite right. impressed. And it was a no-brainer to go this year. It's $14 ticket or whatever it is, it's total value for your buck. Um, I brought the whole family. I brought their grandkids. They all love it. Um, my daughter dropped a ton of money in the team store. <laughs> like, what the hell? She was dropping it. Um, it it's fun. I, it, they keep it light and everything. And yeah, the um, there was some great stuff out of players I wouldn't expect actually uh, on the on the one on O's, the breakaway challenges, the stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Morgan Geeky surprised me again. Like he won it last year on the shot. He did it again this year. I and mean, yeah, he's a decent sized guy. I think he's six, three and he's pretty what thick. Was it? it was an old one Oh five. It was, it was over a hundred. One Oh four. It was one Oh four. So, but his, what was his, was that his first shot or his second shot? I can't remember it. The bottom line is, both is he over hundred. Yeah. And I, oh yeah. They definitely one Oh one and one Oh four or something. Anyway, when he took it, I was like, you know, it's just so deceiving the guy. Because remember going back to last year when I did that tweet about him and everything, and he even he liked it or whatever. I said, soft comment. I said, (laughs) I said, yeah, I said, great shot when he has time, right? When he has time. Problem is, is he never has time. He's always got a man on him. It's just the way it is in the game, right? But here you are in your, by the way, his great shot is his wrister. He's got a great wrister, right? Snap, it's accurate, it's quick, it's hard, heavy. You know, this is a full-on stride to a slap shot, and he just rips it top circle, 104. So I got to tell you something. <laughs> Over the years, you know, we've seen the technology in this uh, in this event. You know, the old speed gun and all that crap in the 90s, like the old radar gun and everything. And then now I don't know we know what they're doing now, if they're just in the puck or whatever. But I always used to challenge that stuff because I don't know if you've ever known, if you can go back in all the years, all the fastest registered shots are always low shots, like six inches and below. I don't know why. And then you get the ones up high, top shelf, whatever. They look even wicked fast, but their registration is never as high as the low ones. Geeky blew that out of the water. He was rifling them high, uh, dent and twine like crazy up high. And I just, I, I think I said, I can't remember who's sitting next to me. I said, I challenge this, however they're doing this, <laughs> you know, because I just, it just seems so, I don't know how they do it and how accurate it is, but whatever. He got a 104. That's fantastic. Yeah, good for him. Whatever. And it's uh, good for him that, that he made a goal the other, the other day. And uh, let's let's. See oh, my God. Score. My God. 30 games without a goal. Can you Ooh. imagine that? Ouch. Ouch. Holy. Well, hey, uh, that brings us to our next segment. Let's uh, look at uh, messages from the deep uh, here. We got one question. I don't know who it was from, but. I got a question here. Uh, do you guys foresee any trades that the Kraken will make before the deadline? I mean, this is around the time of the year. I've been seeing a lot of, I see it with the Bruins and, you know, it was all who, who's going to get Bo Horvat. And obviously the Islanders just did. And there were some other guys that are being talked about some on some of the poorer teams. And once in a while, a Kraken will come up. They should make a trade from whoever it is, whether it's a pundit or just a fan. So and that's gotten me thinking a little bit about that subject about trades. But I, you know, and you and I think, okay, maybe Wenberg because he's he's good, he's solid, but he's tradable. Like you could get something good back for him. 
but now I, I'm not sure if I want to see it. And they, they've got quite a nice winning combination, particularly uh, if Maddie Schwartz and Schultz come back soon. So maybe there's no trade, but I don't know. You, have you put any thought into that lately? You know, uh, our own team, no. League-wide, I've, I've kind of paid attention to stuff and rumors. And, you know, of course, um, you had the Horvath situation um, that nobody knew was going down and Lamarillo stuff. Um, I thinking about my own, our own team, our own club. I, I just, unless they go for a bigger name, top six, like a Timo Meyer, I, I don't see them doing anything else. And if, for an order that to happen, they'd have to dump some players and, and move some stuff around. But I don't see any like, you know, character bottom six moves at all. Like a lot of teams that are already in contention do. A lot of times um, I don't see anything because we've got so much depth right now. Uh, that's one of our positives on our lines. In fact, I was just, where's the stat I had? Um, we, we don't have anybody in the minus column until you get to rostered player number 20 below. So those guys are all in the plus above 20, which is pretty damn good. And I, you know, cause the whole team's, uh, goal differential is, I think, a plus 28 right now or 27, somewhere in there. So that's just an odd stat that uh, tells you how how deep we are going, you know, on two-way play, for one. And we there's already stats out there that show you that we're, we're producing all the way down the line. Line three and four doing it. No matter how you plug and play those guys, they're doing it. So I don't see, it would just be a wasted deal to me to make any move down low. So it'd have to be a bigger player up high. Yeah, I just found the stats. You know what? Here's the funny thing. <laughs> there are only two guys here in the minus column on the plus minus. And yeah, they're one of really like good old. guys. Bur- Bur- Burakovsky, minus nine. Yeah. Aiden and Schwartz, Schwartz, minus 10. And because, you know, obviously he's had limited games, but well, actually he's played 40. So they're the only guys that are in minus. <laughs> I know. And then anybody else is like uh, guys like Olsen or whatever. They're called up for one or two from Coachella. But it's just, it's a really good depth team right now. And that's why I said, I don't think they're going to be active. And if they are, I think it would be try to go for a top six type thing. And you might have to do a, make some room for that and get rid of a couple, I don't know, package deals for picks. I don't know. And like I said, we got some bottom guys. I was going to mention this and uh, as a good segue to it about uh, our AHL team, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, you know, the Kraken aren't the only new team doing well. The Firebirds are doing quite well in the AHL, American Hockey League. They are, they are of course, the Kraken's uh, highest minor league affiliate, for those who don't know. Uh, they are now 28-7-3, and and they find themselves in second place as we uh, record this uh, in the 10-team Pacific Division. You got Jesper Froden, who we saw in training camp, looking really solid. Uh, Max McCormick and Andrew Podolowski. Uh, with the highest point totals on the team, and Joey Decord, you know, maybe he's just an HL guy, but whatever. I don't. I mean, he's going to have a hard time ever getting back to the Kraken since you know Drieger comes back and Jones reviving his career here. But uh, Joey's got a two point six nine goals against average. He's seventeen five and one, so good, good for him, good for the Firebirds. And so there's some more depth. One could say, I mean, Kale Fleury came up. You know, we had Hayden up the other day, you know, McCormick's kind of healthy scratch territory, but I mean, they could play him somewhere along the line. So arguably that's, that's a, a source of some good players if we need to. Did you have another thing there, Jim? I, I did. If you, um, well, yeah. I mean, 
I want to do a review of t- team stats overall, if we don't mind. Eh? Oh, and more stats. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, we kind of went through players. Um, we didn't really break down the deep dive. Um, oh, across the league, you're talking? Yeah, well, actual oh, yeah. depth on players. You know, I I, I just wanted to pull some out. So Burakovsky is still... Burakovsky is still hanging out, uh, leading in points, 39 points, followed by Ebbs and Beneers. Mm-hmm. McCann's, you know, the hot pistol at 23 goals, followed by Beneers and Sprung, 17 and 15. Ebbs, 28 assists. Dunn, 27. Berkey, 26. Larson is a plus 30. Dunn, 26. Tan of 23. Uh, I already mentioned the players, uh, the plus players below 20 which is just amazing. Uh, penalty minute leader, Gord, taking it from Alexiak and Susie with 44 minutes. Even strength points, Gord at 31. Power play, 14 points for Burakovsky. Power play goals, five for Sprong. That's kind of nice. Uh, shots, no surprise here. Bjorkstrand with 126. Shot percentage, McCann, 23-7. Tolvi at 22-9. Faceoff still our weakest category, pretty much almost in the bottom of the league. But it has picked up some in the last three weeks. But more importantly, situational faceoff wins uh, late in the game in important tight games. They're winning the hard battle. So uh, Geeky's leading that category to 48.9. Uh, team stats overall. You've already mentioned that we're eighth overall. Uh, 643 winning percentage. Goals four. This is a beautiful stat here. Fourth in the league, 177 at a 3.61. Now, last year, that stat was hanging out at about 2.3. That's amazing, actually. That's incredible. And that's exactly a whole new team. That's exactly what we did at the draft. That was our plan. That was everything. That was our draft capital. That was everything. Um, Goals against is actually. Dipping some, uh, 149 at a 3.04, which is actually a little lower than last, or a little worse than last year. Um, power play is dropping now. It's it's into the 20.3. It's 20th overall. So it's on a bit of a little drop here. Well, penalty PK, kills getting better, though, right? Um, No. I mean, it's no? on the rise. It's better, but it's still ranked Relative. low because the whole the bottom half is all improving at the same time. It is in the last homestand for the for the most part. It's picking up, but that's going to take a while to get that back up. Shots, twenty uh, fourth. We still need to take more shots, although it's on the up. Um, shots against, we're still beautiful at that at twenty eight point one a game. We're in the top four of the league of that, so that's great. Faceoffs, don't we don't want to talk about that quite yet, even though it's better, like I just said. Um, so that's a quick wrap. Uh, you can't go wrong here. These are pretty good numbers. They're, you know what? They're good enough to put us in first in the Pacific right now. So suck it. <laughs> exactly. And may they keep it going. Even even if there's a little slide, they're in good shape for a playoff. Uh, of course, there's a lot of hockey left, and it's it's yes. tight right now. But yeah. those top uh, five teams are getting a little more buffer from from the rest of the the division. That's that's a, that's a good sign. So. Uh, you know, again, it gets down to so much of it gets down to health. Sound like a broken record, maybe, but you know, getting Veneers back soon and and Schwartz and Schultz, getting those guys back is going to be very key. 
I don't think they can. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't. I was going to say I don't think they can afford to be without those guys for a couple more months, right. anything like that. But uh, you know, again, next man up, and some of these guys, and you have the Sprongs, the Tolvanens, the Duns, and some other guys that you might not expect. And and Ryan Donato, who I've said it once, said it a thousand times, I just sometimes feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he's just like quietly solid all the time, and, right. and say his goal numbers right now this year are great so he's right. been he's been such a, a solid player for the team for both seasons so good for him but you, and you know let's just hope that this is the group we're used to right now that's going to be coming in and helping us get the rest of the way here so it'd Amen. be nice to have a tandem that can pull it back to back so absolutely absolutely all right. Well, folks, enjoy All-Star break and uh, upcoming games. Uh, like I said, they'll have a, a long road stand before coming back to Seattle against the Philadelphia Flyers in the middle of the month. And uh, we'll have another recording around that time. That's it for this episode. Thanks much, as always, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, folks, please keep in mind, if you haven't already, uh, please join us on Facebook. We have our own uh Kraken Fancast page on there. Also at Twitter, we're at Cast Kraken. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Uh, this podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and our own very own website, SeattleKrakenFancast.com. We also hope you'll consider supporting us on Patreon, financial support platform. You can find more information for that at Patreon.com slash KrakenFancast. We are very, very grateful for all of our supporters. It helps us keep doing what we're doing. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more game discussion, news, and hopefully an interview, too. I'm working on a couple there, so I won't say anything now, but we're, we're working on it. So hopefully we'll get uh, another two or three interviews uh, later here on the season. So uh, for Jim Cockrell, Nathan Gunderson, who should be back for our next episode, and our own producer, Jay Middleton, I'm Chris Porter. Thank you very much for tuning in. And always, we say, go, go, Rackin'. Frecking.